1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Katie.
2: And this is Nathan.
1: And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. nathan
2: katie we are back with oh. our selena quintanilla oh, episode my God. look at so you sorry.
1: you were doing like you're doing like a little bitty bitty bum bum dance bitty like, bitty, bum,
2: bum, bitty 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 I, I, bum, uh, we could go on for days
1: nathan <laughs> before we start um have you ever seen the selena movie
2: Yes, with J Lo. Yes, Uh, I mean
1: Selena made J Lo. Would there be a J Lo without Selena? Without Selena, no, No. there wouldn't be. Absolutely not.
2: Originally, originally supposed to be casted with Selma Hayek. Yeah, super weird. Super
1: weird little. You know what? Why don't don't, we? Why don't we move this conversation to the Patreon?
2: Ooh, Ooh. that's a good idea. Maybe we should review uh, the let's review the Selena
1: movie on the Patreon. I love
2: it. Ooh, I'm so excited because Selena is my bitch.
1: Anything. <laughs> anything for Selena. So, Nathan, where did we leave off?
2: <laughs> Selena Quintanilla was working her ass off, yeah. doing her music thing since she was oh, six years old. And, <laughs> and it's finally paying off. She's got a record deal with her family band. Mm. She's in a secret love affair, Ooh, secret love affair. Secret secret. And... And her biggest fan has offered to start a fan club for her.
1: So, okay, Nathan, for our younger listeners, let's explain what fan clubs were, like, pre-internet days. First of all, were you ever in a fan club? I wanted to be in the Handsome fan club, and my mom said no because it cost money.
2: (laughs) She was like...
1: So back then, before the internet, before your favorite band had a website... Did you
2: just say, back then? We when we n- were kids. <laughs> Back then, when I was walking down the road and it was... Back then before the internet, we had to look up movie times it's in a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> so we did. So we did.
1: Back then, before your favorite bands had websites and Twitter accounts and Instagrams, if you're a really big fan of an artist, you might pay to join their fan club. They weren't super expensive. It was like, you know, like 50 bucks a year or something like that to join a fan club.
2: Typically, if you're a paying member of the fan club, you might get a monthly newsletter and that would include the tour schedule before it was released. And that's a big deal. So yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, I know they're going to be here and here and here. And I can plan everything. I can get my autograph from my favorite artist. Yeah. And oh my gosh. And maybe you could order their album, you know, pre-release or it something. Was like, it was like
1: Patreon, but for snail mail. Okay.
2: Yeah, it is.
1: Super fan, Yolanda. This woman, Yolanda, um, approached her and was like, let me start this for you. You don't have to pay me anything. It's just because I love you so much. And they were like, "Hey, uh, a fan club is actually a really great idea that we don't have time to manage ourselves. It's a way to get people engaged, and it's a way to make more income." And so they just basically they're like, "We have to go on tour of Mexico because they're leaving for their first international tour." So Ooh. here's a big stack of um, here's a big stack of autographs, and here's a checkbook. Peace. We're going to Mexico.
2: And when we tell you that this tour of Mexico was a big deal. (laughs) Oh, y'all. That, yeah, yeah. It is not even describing the picture.
1: Like she, it was such a big deal for the people of Mexico and such a big deal for her career as well.
2: Yeah. And they had played in big venues before, you know, they had been there before. But in Mexico, they were selling out 10,000 seat arenas. Yeah. This is
1: this huge next level for them yeah. yeah yeah like
2: they are going hitting the charts the amphitheaters sold out everything sold yes.
1: out she didn't realize that oh my god these people are really like shelling out the cash to come see her like it was a big fucking i uh, ordeal side note so chris perez the guitar player her secret boyfriend i'm reading his book that he wrote about his time with selena And he tells this really funny story about when they're in Mexico and um, she's doing her sketches. And she would, you know, design her own outfits. But then she designed the outfits for everyone else in the band. And so, like, whenever she handed him the outfit, like, here's what you're going to wear. And it was, like, a bedazzled jacket. (laughs) And he's, like, this punk rock guy. And he's, like, seriously? And she's, like, yes, go put on your sequins. Thank you.
2: (laughs) I get. Well, if, if I'm being honest, Katie, I could see you doing that to Steve. <laughs> Being think... like, <laughs> yeah, man. I just I just sewed this for you. You're wearing the sequins. You're
1: welcome. <laughs> you are gonna look bonita. <laughs> Yep, you have no say in the matter. Okay, bye. Go put it on. But no, like, and that's actually become a huge staple of the, their entire band, is that, that they always had the jazziest outfits on.
2: Yeah, and just like the determined queen she was, she knew she was going to have to do interviews in Spanish. A lot. So this was a big, yeah, a lot of interviews. <laughs> this was a big thing. Like... We already talked about this, she sings in Spanish because she learned the phonetics of it all. Yeah. But she doesn't speak Speaking it very fluently. In Spanish. Yeah. yeah. So on the tour bus, she's like trying to get the lingo because we all know there's lingo. Like if we go to England and Accent. we were to say, yeah. yeah, like there's certain sayings that they wouldn't get that we say and vice versa. Vice versa.
1: Like, <clears throat> like when me and my husband first started dating, I said something like, what do you think about this? And he was like, it's the tits. And I was like, what? It's the tits? <laughs> And that just means like, oh no, that's great. And but now me and my cousin have translated to that and oh it's the big tits. And he's like, The tits aren't big, they're just the tits. And we're like, no, it's the big no, tits. It's the big tits.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so she's trying to perfect her lingo, trying to get her accent down. She so badly wants to be accepted by her fans. What? And she wants to be accepted by the people of Mexico, but she's this Tejano singer. She so owes. She,
1: she owes yes. her entire career to the people in, of Mexico. Those, these are the people that have made her. Yeah.
2: They're her fans. Yeah. They're her fans. Yeah. And she
1: loves her fans. Oh, my God. This woman loved her fans, like, to the bottom, the depths of her soul, you know? There's one story where they're doing a concert in Monterrey, Mexico, and it's actually um, a lot different than how it's depicted in the movie. This is a scene in the movie, but it's super different in the book. So in the movie, it looks like they're in, like, open air... Yeah,
2: thing. field. Yeah, field. It's like, yeah, it's like, what is it, Woodstock? It yeah, feels like a yeah, Woodstock-y. it kind of looks like it's a
1: Woodstock. But in the book, they describe it as... So they're doing this show in this big amphitheater. There's one way in and one way out for their bus. And there's walls around it. It's like an actual amphitheater. And it's overpacked. Way. Like, they sold... Way more tickets than people can actually fit. Which we saw this a couple of years ago with Travis Scott Astroworld. It could have been, it could have very Mm -hmm. easily been one of those kind of situations. This place was overpacked, it was hot, there was not enough water, there was too much beer, and the crowd got angry and they start rushing the stage, and people are getting like pushed up against the stage. And Abraham Ugh. tells I know. Did you just get claustrophobic I, just oh, that. Ooh, I have I hate it. I
2: have agoraphobia in general. Um this is why I'm prescribed medicine for that and that feeling of being nope. No, that is that is hell for me. Okay. So
1: Abraham <laughs> yells at the band. You know, he's like, y'all all go get in the bus. Y'all get the fuck out of here. Y'all go get in the bus. And so they run to the bus, but then Selena's sitting in the bus and she's like, "Okay, if they get past the stage and they come to the bus, we're fucked." She's like, this is this is the shittiest way to deal with this crowd they're just they're just hot and they're thirsty and they feel like the show was taking too long so she goes back onto the stage and she's like this is fucking dumb i'm just gonna talk to the people like they're fucking people and she goes back on stage her dad was being like don't you dare get on this stage and she's like "Mm, bye dad and she's like (laughs) she grabs the microphone she was like hey 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 i can't sing to you when you're yelling like this Y'all need to sit down. Y'all need to calm down. And then she started singing to them. She was like, "Y'all scared my band. Will y'all be nice so they can come back out?" And then the and then the the crowd was like eating at her feet. You know, what? they're just like, "Yeah."
2: She's she she's basically being like, "Sober up, bitches.
1: Sober up, bitches. <laughs> calm down. Get
2: together. Get right. um I'm here to perform."
1: Yeah, she sang <laughs> at them a little bit, and then they like calmed down. And she was like, "Can I bring my band back out? Y'all scared them." And then they're like, "Yeah." And then they came back out and they did the show. Like, it could have been. It really could have been a disaster. But she yeah. handled that like a pro. I love that like story. A like, like a boss. Like a boss. Yeah. <laughs> boss.
2: She's boss. from New York. She's not from New York, but she's, she's a from boss.
1: Texas. Don't take, don't <laughs> take Solita away from Texas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Katie, Katie's triggered. So, we could literally go on and on about this tour. It was but huge. It was huge. For really, her to her. really, all you need to take away from this is it's a success. And her Existing fans are now in awe of her, and they are on the nth degree of that. Yes. She's getting a whole new set of fans, a whole new wavelength of just hitting it, hitting Next it
1: level. She and she becomes in Mexico in the '90s, basically like who's the biggest? She's like the Taylor Swift. Of Mexico in the 90s. for Because Taylor Swift is on tour right now. And everybody I know has, like, sold their house to see Taylor Swift on tour.
2: <laughs> so it's so true. And that's
1: how it was for Selena in Mexico in the 90s. Absolutely. But Nathan, do you mind if we come back to the United States?
2: Yeah, because in the world of Tejano bands, they put out albums like, Bam, 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 bam. money, 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 yeah. money. Like, literally. Yeah. We're used to getting an album, like, once every two years you know out of a contemporary artist um but their fans are expecting like two albums a year
1: <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine Ooh, so she's, she's back, back in to studio. back at,
2: <laughs> yeah like literally back to back to back to back <sighs> just like all right oh, every yeah whew, that's a lot of work
1: So soon after they come back from Mexico, her brother writes this song called Como La Flor. I, I, I
2: can't speak Spanish.
1: Yes, that one, that one, which means like the flower. I think this is actually a really cool story. So when they were kids, so like 10 years before this, when they were kids, they were playing at a show. You've seen people like that go around selling those flowers that light up.
2: Yes.
1: And so it was like, Ten years earlier, her and her brother were playing this show and there was like a family selling those light up fake flowers. They're now on tour and uh, her brother is in the shower and he remembers these people play selling these flowers and it comes to him. He's like, they're like, they're like the flower. Love doesn't die or love does die like the flower. And he has to like, he runs out of the shower. He puts a towel on him, runs out of the shower and starts writing this song.
2: Ah, I love it. Awen. It's like Awen. Remember our Celtic yes. goddess? It's like you just get that inspiration and, and all of a sudden. You gotta like, put it down. Like you just exactly. have to write
1: it down. Oh, love
2: this journey.
1: Exactly. So whenever I heard, you know, that this is her biggest song that's in Spanish I was like oh I'm probably not going to know it so I looked it up on YouTube and immediately I was like I have heard this song in doctor's offices I have heard this song in <laughs> restaurants this song is huge in Texas but I've just never clocked it since I because I don't listen to Tejano on my day to day this song I've heard this song at restaurants like yes
2: I mean, It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And I everywhere. didn't even
1: realize that I knew this song until we started researching this. So then I, now I have a whole new appreciation for this song.
2: We know her professional life is just soaring through the yes. roof, But let's get back to her personal life. Let's mm. get to the juicy gossip. Mm. Because we're back in the U.S. And, mm. and Daddy finds out about this relationship with Correos. Oh. oh, no, and <laughs> Which, at this point, has been... You know sneaking around for the last year or so, half, and um, it's all behind dad's. Back. I could
1: never keep a secret that long. I know, I, no. d- y'all don't tell me secrets. I mean, if you really need to, I'll keep a secret, but like most likely, I'm not gonna keep that secret. So don't, don't t- tell Katie secrets,
2: <laughs> 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 then, like she's trying to sugarcoat it. Don't do it.
1: <laughs> You'll be like, You're not gonna tell anybody, and I'm like, Not until I see somebody. <laughs>
2: That's so true. Okay, don't tell Katie secrets. I could
1: never have a secret <laughs> la- relationship, ever. They did it for a year and a half. Can you even imagine?
2: No. And finally, one day, they were on the tour bus, and her sister Suzette, for whatever reason, just decided she was done with the secret. <laughs> like, she had had enough. I, I can I can How- sympathize, because I am a Gemini, and all of a sudden, you just have enough, and you're like, I'm gonna air out all this shit.
1: <laughs> I just can't. I just, I just can't imagine. How pissed would you be at your sister, though?
2: yeah because she tells dad and he loses his shite
1: abraham dad abraham comes up to selena and she he's like you are not allowed to date him anymore he was like chris is a loser he's just in it he just only wants to be with you because of your money he's gonna fuck up your image and it just exploded into these very two hard-headed people just yelling at each other. And in Chris's book, in Chris's book, he was just like, me as an introvert could not handle this. But no, Abraham, this is the nastiest fucking thing I've ever heard. And I hate that he said this. He looks at Chris on this tour bus in front of his daughter and goes, that man is a cancer on this family.
2: Okay. (gasps) Okay, harsh. Harsh much? Fuck, that is
1: ugly, Abraham. Not a good look. Not a good look.
2: Yeah. Okay, let's... Let's talk about this for a little bit. So she's twenty. She's She's twenty
1: years old.
2: She's an adult. She's a full ass adult. I mean, wait, she's not allowed to date someone? (laughs) Like really? Like really? You're grown. I'm I'm grown. I'm
1: a grown ass woman. Telling. I am making.
2: I am making the money for this family, and you're going to sit here and tell me what I can and can't do? What I'm allowed to do? Shush, Dad.
1: (laughs) So it it blew up into this big fight on the tour bus, and no one's talking except for Selena and Abraham. These people are so similar, and they're both so hard-headed. But until finally, Chris is just like, I'm getting off the bus. And they're, like, in the middle of nowhere. And he's like, I cannot handle this drama. I am getting off the bus. And they're like, he walks a whole two miles in the middle of the night back to the last town they saw, so he can call somebody to come pick him up because he was like, I can't with this fucking bullshit. Which uh, I think you know, we all know an introvert like that that's just like, mm, yeah. I would rather die than be in this situation.
2: And I would walk two miles, and I would walk two miles, more. Yeah, he would be that man that would walk two miles. Two miles just to get out of this situation because <laughs> he didn't like it
1: But, Nathan, did did these two actually quit seeing each other?
2: Katie, I I feel like that was a loaded question. Because when you're 20 and your parents tell you not to see someone, you're like, I'm going to see them harder. I'm going to see them so much harder. It's going to be so much hotter, Mom. uh... (laughs) They they stuck around each other. Let's just say that. Um,
1: They creeped yeah yeah <laughs> just, just on the down low.
2: and selena still lived in corpus christi and chris lived with his mom in san antonio and that's like a two hour drive so again next to our neighbors y'all next and neighbors for Texas, <laughs> y'all. and chris would come and stay in a hotel whenever selena was home yeah and when she could she would go to san antonio and you know hang out with chris and his parents and they loved her which Duh. So,
1: duh. I mean, can you imagine your son bringing home Selena? And for two <laughs> Hispanic parents, they're just like, you hit the fucking jackpot? <laughs> yeah,
2: like, hi, mom. I, I'm bringing home my girlfriend. And like, what's her name? Selena Quintanilla. And they're and like, they're like uh, duh.
1: Yes. <laughs> but no, Abraham, her dad, Abraham, was a huge pain in their ass because he knew they were sneaking around. She was now like, in the last episode, we talked about she had that studio apartment that she did Uh her designs in. She was just living in the studio apartment now because she's 20 and she also doesn't want to live at home. Chris still had to stay in hotels whenever he came and stayed in Corpus because Abraham every night would drive by her apartment At 10 p.m., to see if her car was there and make sure she was home. And when they were in San Antonio, they had to be sneaky too, because she was a full blown celebrity in San Antonio. That's
2: true. And so
1: people would, you know, if they saw her out and about in San Antonio, they would talk about it on the radio, on the Tejano stations, and be like, We saw Selena out with her ex guitar player. Why did he leave the band? Oh, we don't know. Like, so they had to be super careful, which, like you said earlier, made it hotter.
2: Yeah. They just keep going, and there's one story that just pisses me off.
1: Oh, this pisses me off so bad.
2: One day, Chris is at home in San Antonio, and Selena was not there. And Chris's family was like, there's just some guy parked out in her driveway, standing outside with his arms crossed. This is super is weird. Is weirdo? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was Abraham. It was her dad. And he's just standing outside of his house, like, trying to intimidate him. Like, dude... Dude, what the actual? I, I understand that your daughter is everything to you, but stop. She's not even like, here. Like, she's she's 20 years old. She's like, come on, get over it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, it's what just, the, ugh. It just, it's just very, what the fuck is this all about? But I think it got yeah. to Selena, too. She was just like, I can't, I can't with this anymore. And so one day, Chris is in a hotel in Corpus Christi, and he wakes up to someone banging on the hotel door and he like literally shoots up and he's like is abraham here to assault me but no it was selena and she couldn't even spend the night with him when he stayed at a hotel in corpus because again abraham would drive around looking for her car and so i know she's a fucking adult but no so he wakes up to her just banging on the door and selena is just like we need to talk She's like, I am sick of this. It was hot, but now it is impeding on our lives. I just want us to live our lives. I'm not doing this anymore. Dad is never going to be cool with us. Dad is never going to be into this. But I am over-snaking around, what if we just got married? I'm a, what if we just got married? Like In their religion, divorce isn't an option. So she's like, if we just got married, Dad would
2: have to have to do have it, to do it. Yeah. yeah he would have to be cool with it and you know what that's what they that's did, what they, did. <laughs> <laughs> they went to the county court office and got their marriage license and got married that day which
1: is not how is- that works <laughs> yeah
2: in fact if you go to the nueces county clerks website it says very clearly that there's a 72 hour waiting period from the time the marriage license is issued um so you yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I, they, how did they get around that? Um, Selena's money, money,
2: money, 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 money. That money, was probably money. part of it.
1: <laughs> money was probably part of it. But in Chris's book, that he was just like she just flashed the smile, a smile, and was like, "Yeah, but I'm, but I'm Selena. I'm Selena." And they, and they were all like, "Yeah,
2: you're right. <laughs> you are. Yeah." yeah. And so okay. they <laughs>
1: let them bypass that. She was like, "Oh, I have to be at a show in El Paso in 72 hours. I'm not going to be able to come back." Big smile here's a hundred dollars and they're like anything for selena's you know like pretty please can we do yeah sure and so
2: yeah. selena wore a denim skirt and cowboy boots which Yes queen yes. and the groom wore jeans and a t-shirt which yes king yeah and <laughs> she was secretly married like her girl ambo lynn on april 6 <laughs> 1992 not like Anne Boleyn. um just about two weeks shy of her 21st birthday
1: so she is a married queen he is now a married king I love this for him. I wonder, I bet everything's going to go great with the family. So why don't we take a quick break and get a snack. Be right back. With Lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved, we are gathered
0: here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Hey, y'all. Spooky season is here. And if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic, So, if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now on all your favorite podcast apps.
2: And we're back, guys. Yes! Yes. We're ready to talk more Selena gossip. So, (laughs) when we say that Selena was a local celebrity, (gasps) that's... An understatement. Absolutely. So you know, the ladies at the courthouse started calling her the moment Selena left the courthouse. I can just imagine these, like, you remember, like in what is it, Music Man? Piccolo, talk a little, piccolo, talk a little, pick too, chee, talk a piccolo, talk a little, a little, that's what they were doing. They're just like, oh my gosh, 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 talk 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 talk. Like it was the moment.
1: I bet the moment Selena left that courthouse. That people were like, I got to call my sister. I got to call my mom. Guess who was just in here. Guess who just got married. Guess who we let kind of break the law. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Selena. Yes. The couple took off to San Antonio, like, right after they got married, thinking, like, okay, we've bought ourselves, like, a day of privacy. Um, But by the time they got to Chris's mom's house, she was like, what did y'all do? It's all over (laughs) the radio stations. Like, they're talking about it. What did y'all do?
2: Yeah, can you imagine? Like, this is pre-Twitter, so I would have thought it would take, like, a couple of hours, days, weeks, for news to, like, finally trickle out. But no, Mm -mm. the whole nation knows. Everybody knows. Everyone. The Corpus DJ announced it on the radio station just a couple hours after the wedding. And after that, news spreads like wildfire. Which means, creepy daddy Abraham might have known. Long story
1: short, yeah, he knew he knew and immediately he was livid. He did not take it well immediately. And Selena was so anxious because I think this is so weird. She was so anxious cuz she thought, "Oh, he's going to break up the band." And that really surprised me because she is Selena. And yeah. <laughs> um she has a contract with a ma- major record label, so even if he broke like it it would actually be against their contract to break up the band. So no, yeah. like legally he can't do that. And even if he did, she could get a new band. She, like, yeah. you're Selena. She's got a
2: name. Yeah, yeah. she's got a the direct quote.
1: you yeah.
0: Selena. you
2: Selena. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, right? She could have started her whole new band. And it really surprises me that she doesn't seem to realize that she's the star of this right. equation. <laughs> and she'd, like, her dad would be nothing without her. Right. Literally nothing without her.
1: But after a few days, they met with Abraham, and he he saw the writing on the wall. He was like, "What's done is done, Chris. You're family now, and you're back in the band. So if you're family, you work. <laughs> and like, back <laughs> in the band, you go. And y'all are moving next door to me."
2: Oh, oh, that's weird.
1: Yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, he Abraham bought the the house next door to his. his so Selena. Selena's parents bought the house next door to them for Selena and Chris as a wedding present.
2: This is giving me like big fat Greek wedding vibes. Yes! Like, yeah. it's totally giving me big wedding. <laughs> Why Greek do you want wedding. to
1: leave me? Yes, exactly. I've
2: got a house right here. Uh, yes, it's it's got to be yes. great. Um, but Abraham had done the same thing for her brother, AB. So, Abraham, Selena, and AB all live on the same block, which, no. <laughs> I do not want to I live it, I I love my family. Absolutely yeah. love them. Yeah. But I don't want to be able to walk down the road and knock on your door. No. <laughs> also, I wonder if keeping his kids so close was another kind of like controlling thing with
1: Abraham? Oh That's know yeah.
2: I don't know. I'm just being pessimistic. Yeah, I've seen these type of toxic guys in my relationships, so the triggers <laughs>
1: Third. so this next little side note has nothing to do with anything else in this story i but i just i just want to tell you about it because i love it after moving into the house selena started just coming home with dogs just
2: katie sh- loves this i love this
1: there's even a story about how she was like she adopted two dogs but she hid one from her husband for a while and so he loved the first one and then she was like oh by the way There's a second one. No, these have been two dogs the whole time. So they started off, they got five dogs in the end, and they had a Pomeranian named Pebbles, which they said was the queen of the household. Pebbles is what ran the house. Then they had a Siberian husky named Jax, two English mastiffs named Taylor and Winnie, and a Doberman named Andre. And they also had a snake that they just never named. It was just the snake. So they had five (laughs) dogs and a snake.
2: Well, Katie nerds out about all of the dogs and their names and just secretly wants them all to herself, we're going to be, um, <laughs> we're going to get back to the music, shall okay. we? Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so in the fall of 1992, Selena had her first top 10 <gasps> single in the U.S. Oh my, oh my gosh! And she'd been topping the Mexican charts like for years, but to be in the U.S. charts, like it's a, it's that's a a, yeah. a big deal. And it's called... I, 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 I don't sing Spanish. Um, it, It's como la flor. Como um,
1: la flor. It's... Oh, God, this song. Oh, God, that song is so fucking catchy. Even if you don't... Even if you don't... Nathan, don't speak Spanish. Don't speak
2: Spanish.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I... Even though we were saying this earlier in the last episode, even if you don't speak Spanish, if you grew up in Texas... You have heard
2: this song. You just want to move your hips. Like, you just literally want to sit there and be like, Ah, (laughs) yeah. Yes. Yes, it's a bop. It's a bop.
1: It's a fucking bop. And EMI Records, her record label, was like, You know what? That is a bop. Okay. Okay. This is when they officially considered Selena a commercial success, which was their first on their Latin label. And they were like, Okay. You know, your commercial success. And now once they've decided that, she gets more money. She gets more promotion. She gets more tour oh. dates. Yes. It was a huge fucking deal.
2: And this is when people started calling her the Mexican Madonna, oh, which oh, I love for her. For anyone that doesn't know, Madonna huge at the time biggest celebrity in the world yeah they did not have, they did not have similar sounds very opposites madonna's very provocative whereas selena was a little more wholesome and conservative so very opposite singers and it was more because of their popularity and like they had very similar fashion choices really did, which is yeah. so cool to see like two strong women with different sets of Different I don't type know, of artistic music. influences, and they have the same fashion influence. Yes. Love it, love can it, talk, love it.
1: Can we talk about Selena's fashion for a minute? Because it was a huge um, part of her life. How
2: about how about several minutes? Okay, let's go. Mm,
1: yes, it was a huge <laughs> part of her life. It was a huge. She had a passion for fashion. You know these sketches that she had been doing since she was like twelve had gone from a hobby to a whole other career. And she started performing in these bustiers that—these bustiers just became iconic. Like, when—there was a time when, like, you couldn't think Selena without thinking about, oh, what kind of—what bustier is she going to be performing in today? (laughs) But actually, it was a bit of a controversy. Because her church, Jehovah Witness, named her an inactive witness because she dressed too sexy. And her shows. I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, she, I think also her religion was very personal to her. So yeah. she never discussed it in public. And so if she, if she had feelings about her church declaring her, like, inactive, we don't, we have no idea. Yeah.
2: But she didn't, like, view her outfits as sexy, though. I, I think she was, if we were to go to a music festival, she would be the girl in a uh, crop top and yeah. uh, shorts. Like it's she'd be, that. she'd be showing her midriff. She's having a great time. Like it's not, quote unquote, like it's provocative. But she's but it not. Wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't any
1: more than anyone else was. Do- it wasn't overtly sexy, in my opinion, because she was wearing these bustiers. But she wasn't doing like super like suggestive dances or anything. Mm-hmm. Her songs weren't suggestive. It was just fashion. She just she had a cute little body, and she wanted to like be cute, you know. Like, well, even if the church didn't love it, people loved her fashion. She was just like, people love it. I love doing it. I love making clothes. People like the clothes. Why not pursue that? And so she was like, hey, what if I opened a couple of boutiques? And so she opens one in San Antonio and she opens a boutique in Corpus Christi. And it's, Y'all, go find that video of her talking about her boutiques because it is so cute. She is just like, yeah, you can come in and you can get your hair done. And while you're getting your hair done, people will come show you outfits. So you can buy the outfits while you're getting your hair done and it's going to save you time and you're going to leave the shop with a new haircut and new nails and a new outfit. Like, it was, It's so cute to hear how excited she was about these boutiques that she was opening.
2: Yeah, but she's only one person and she can't manage... All of these stores, and so she's like, "Hey, you know that that lady um, Yolanda? Mm-hmm. She runs that fan club. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe she could do it. She seems passionate. She seems so really she could,
1: passionate. She can help. She me could out. be
2: good. Yeah, she could be great at this."
1: This is when the president of her fan club, Yolanda Saldivar, she she starts to become <laughs> a slightly bigger part of Selena's life. I don't want to do any major foreshadowing, but isn't it like a red flag? When a grown ass woman, like a grown ass middle aged woman who has a career as a nurse, is like, yeah, I'm gonna quit my job to manage a fashion boutique, even though she doesn't have any management history. (sighs) Like hindsight is twenty twenty, but doesn't that seem like a huge red flag when it's just like this grown ass woman is gonna quit her job to come manage
2: a a fan club? It doesn't and a fashion
1: boutique. Yeah, the math just isn't mathing for me.
2: <clears throat> yeah, that was our girl Yolanda. Um, yeah. Something was just kind of off about her from the get-go. Mm-hmm. But whatever, they just figured, you know, she's into Selena. She's going to run her own company. This is going to be great. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't so mm-hmm. great. Anyway,
1: the next year. It's 1994. 1994 was a huge year for Selena. She hit number one on the Latin Billboard charts. Her record goes triple platinum
2: and Nathan. She is nominated for a
1: Grammy.
2: And, um, wait, okay, can we just talk about her Grammy dress just for a second? It is
1: my favorite Selena look. I know she's got oh. a lot of iconic looks, but her Grammy dress...
2: Smokin', smoking, smokin', smoke show. With smoke the show. hair
1: and the, the everything smoke and the she's curves. A smoke oh, good God. I love her Grammy look. We'll put it on Instagram for sure
2: and because she wore that dress she fucking won. <laughs>
1: of course she fucking won. she won a Grammy.
2: Because she's talented not because she wore the dress. It but, was because oh. she's a talented queen. This was a uh. huge success in every part of her career. Yes. yes. Because what she viewed as the most important <clears throat> is that her label was like, "Okay, you can make this crossover album." <gasps> Now, English
1: speaking language album. Now, yeah, you can make that.
2: Like, now you just want a Grammy, maybe you can create that crossover album. Um, and so she went to the studio, she started making that English speaking album, and everyone just knew it was going to be a huge success
1: of superstardom. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, okay, before we um, go any further, I think I need to top off my drink for everything going forward yes i agree okay and we'll be right back
0: hello everyone. It's Takuyi here
1: and
2: i'm gabby
0: and we are the hosts of history of everything a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is well i mean it's about everything do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. I'm Helena Bonham Carter, and for BBC Radio 4, this is History's Secret Heroes, a new series of rarely heard tales from World War II. They had no idea that she was Britain's top female codebreaker. We'll hear of daring risk takers. What she was offering to do was to ski in over the high Carpathian mountains. Of course it was dangerous, but uh, danger was his friend. Subscribe to History's Secret Heroes wherever you get your podcasts.
1: All right, and we're back. I am so sorry to tell everybody that everything from here on out is kind of a f- bummer.
2: Yeah. Selena
1: was starting to plan to open more of her stores. So she has two in Texas, and she's like, oh, I'll open one in Monterrey, Mexico. I'll open one in Miami, Florida. I'll open one in Los Angeles, California, anywhere where there's a huge Latino community. She's like, I want one of my stores there. They were called Selena, etc. cetera. Oh god! I wish we could go to a uh, Selena's. I wish uh, there was one still open. I searched. Uh, there would and be not. so
2: many. Oh, uh. I could see them everywhere.
1: <laughs> but then Abraham comes to Selena and is like, "Hey, your stores aren't making any money. In fact, they're losing money."
2: Like, how is that even possible, though? They're always busy. The stores
1: are so popular.
2: Yeah, they're. How are they not making money? What do you mean? And also, all the employees keep quitting. What? They're, they're all saying that the manager, Yolanda, is rude as elf to them. What the
1: fuck? Like, no. And Selena's like, no, that is not okay. If you are, if you're a manager of my store, you are representing me. And my entire vibe is approachable, friendly. I can't have somebody that's rude, and how are we losing money? I need to see the books. Let me let me have a look at the books.
2: Now we're not going to go into a lot of detail about accounting because here's the TLDR um, math. Math. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yolanda was math and wrong and stealing from them. She was straight up and stealing
1: from them. Yes.
2: Yeah, she's buying jewelry for herself from the company pocketbook. She's taking trips ridding sports cars. Like, she's just doing it all she's with the fan She's stealing from the
1: fan club. She's feel- stealing from the store. She is just... Ugh. Fans were complaining also. Like, AB was getting calls, being like, hey, I joined the fan club, and I haven't gotten the merch I was supposed to get. I haven't got I've or I got a letter saying that I'd lapsed on my fan club payment and I needed to pay again. What why do I need to pay again? I've already paid for this year. And so A B is like, Whoa, whoa. What? This doesn't make sense. What are you talking about?
2: Like I said, math not mathin. Mm-mm. And when she realized that Yolanda had misused her trust, she's pissed. Of course. And she fired her, as yeah. one does. If you steal from your employer, what else do you expect? Exactly. Like Exactly.
1: But Yolanda had it in her mind that her and Selena were friends. So she was like, our friendship is going to get past this. But really, Yolanda's not that big, not a big part of Selena's life, you know? I mean,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we're far into the story. We are an hour and a half into the Selena story. And Yolanda's come up, what, twice before now? You know, like, it's just... Mm-hmm. But to Yolanda and her brain, her and Selena, like are besties because see, you see, Yolanda lives in a land of delusion.
2: <laughs> delusion. delusion. <clears throat> and in the book that we read by her husband, he did mention that Selena would often get Yolanda's little gifts when they were oh, on tour. Huh. Like Yolanda collected cow figurines, Question so what? if she s- saw something with a cow on it, she she got it for Yolanda. But Selena did this for everyone.
1: Yeah, some people their language, their love language is gifts, and maybe that what you know. Selena just liked giving gifts for the people in her life. But
2: yeah, that's an Aries move. It's yeah. a classic Aries yeah. move. Sorry to bring it back to astrology, but <laughs> that, that is a classic Aries move.
1: They love to give gifts, absolutely mm-hmm. right. But Yolanda took it way more personal she was like oh selena got me a little apron with a cow on it or whatever and so (laughs) we must be soulmates or whatever and it's just like no bitch it's just she knows you like cow stuff and so she got like it, it selena was a much bigger deal to yolanda than vice versa
2: yeah but really they should have done a background check on her because they decide that she's stolen from her old bosses she's done this before yeah and he sued her, her old boss. So yeah. that was public record that could, you know, wouldn't have taken that long to look up. And it's really surprising that super duper suspicious Abraham didn't do that. Didn't do it that. Because yeah, because like I mean he didn't really like care about her fashion career and he didn't really but same point It's
1: weird that he it's didn't weird that he wouldn't have a background check maybe it was harder to do background checks back then maybe it was because now we can just go on the internet so maybe i don't know yeah
2: abraham is like selena you're never gonna see that woman again which you know we haven't we learned already that if you tell selena something she's gonna do the exact opposite if you
1: tell her you're never if she's like if you're like selena you will never ice skate on mars she was like i'm gonna fucking ice skate on mars get the fuck out of here. I'm going to do it. You know, like that's just, that's just like daring her to continue our relationship.
2: <laughs> yeah, Don't, don't yeah. be like Selena. You're not going to see a man again. She's gonna be like, oh, I'm going to so marry cool. him. <laughs> yeah. <Homer. laughs> yeah. Let's take a bet. Dad.
1: Dad. <laughs> but yeah. So Selena is like, I want to understand what made her do this. I feel like if I can just get, get into her brain, I can better understand what made her do this. Cause she just doesn't see the bad in people. She just sees People is good, which is lovely, but uh, you know Yeah.
2: Yeah. And ye old Yolanda had all their books and they needed them to file their taxes and stuff. So this is all pre-online banking. Yeah. They had to have the physical printed statement, right?
1: QuickBooks wasn't a thing. This was all on paper, (laughs) you know? Yolanda was staying at this hotel in Corpus Christi. And Selena tells Chris, like, hey, I'm gonna go meet up with Yolanda. I'm gonna get the books. And Chris is like, why? Why can't she just bring them to the store? Why can't she just bring them to the shop? And Selena was like, because apparently fans, and apparently fans have found out a little bit of what she's done, and she's getting threatening calls, and so she doesn't want to show her face here.
2: Fair enough, but Chris is like, I got a weird vibe and I'm gonna go with you on this. So remember how Selena didn't have a normal childhood? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, The only people she hung out with her entire life were her immediate family. And I think that really did her a disservice here because most of us have that shady lady friend growing up. I can think off the top of
1: my head, my a friend growing up that was a pathological liar, you know?
2: Yeah. There's several shady ladies up in this bitch. And... <laughs> We learned that growing up by just feeling the vibes of that person. So we learn to know how someone is BSing us, right?
1: Yes, you learn when the vibes are off. But since she didn't grow up with other kids outside of her family, I feel like everybody else in her world is like, this girl is BSing you. And Selena was just like, just didn't have that part. Which is lovely. Isn't that beautiful that she didn't have people yeah, in her life? Yeah, she's
2: innocent enough to, yeah. like, believe yeah. in somebody. And it's like, no, she's stealing from you. No, and
1: everybody bad. else is like, this is a bullshitter. And she's like, I think she's good. So I yeah. think her not having that, you know, middle school mean girl experience did her a disservice here, gravely.
2: Yeah, and so they meet with Yolanda, and she gives them the paperwork, and you can tell... She's really depressed, yeah. which makes Selena feel really bad until they get home and realized a huge chunk of the finances just happened to be missing.
1: She only gave them, like, three months out of, like, a 12-month period. She was like, here's the yeah. books for 1994, and they're like, this is January, June, and October.
0: What do we do with this? Yeah, what, like,
2: are, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh. So, let's fast forward. <laughs> About two weeks later, March 31st, 1995. No. Um, Chris's dad was in town from San Antonio and Selena wanted to have a family get-together. So she's making a yeah. grocery list, all the things she needs to get. So super normal Saturday morning, right? Yeah. Until the phone rings.
1: Oh, no. And it was Yolanda. And <laughs> Yolanda is like, oh my God, I just, what a silly goose I am. I just realized I only gave you like three months of the financial records. And Selena's like, yeah, bitch. We noticed that as soon as we got home, but we just didn't want to talk to you. And Yolanda's like, "Please come to the hotel. I'm gonna give it to you." And Selena's just like, "Fucking fine, fine."
2: Yeah. So she shows up to the hotel, and Yolanda's in tears, and she tells her this story about how she'd gone to Monterey, Mexico, to soap out sites, and you know, it's for Selena's new boutique. I to find and- <clears throat> you the
1: perfect place to open your shop in Mexico.
2: And while she was there, she was raped, and she had injuries, and she was, like, worried that Selena would take her to the hospital. Yeah, she's like,
1: she's like, I've, I've, I got raped, and I have some injuries. Will you take me to the hospital? And Selena, being, like, the all, like, Selena with the biggest heart in the fucking world is like, of course I'll take you to the hospital? Oh my god. That's horrible. Now, my knee-jerk reaction is when a woman says she's been assaulted to believe her. But it's Yolanda. And in later reports, um, the doctor that saw her actually said, I, from my guess, is that her injuries were self-inflicted. Which, I don't want to think about that too hard. I don't want to know what self-inflicted sexual (sighs) assault injuries look like. But also, um, since she said she was... Raped in Mexico, they won't do a rape kit on you if the assault, or at least in the nineties, if the assault took place in another country.
2: So they that's never. That's not cool. No, that's right. not cool, America. Right. Like that's that's not cool. So let's change that. So but other anyway, than that, <laughs>
1: anyway. after
2: after a few hours, they finally get back to the hotel, and Selena's like, Yolanda, I'm so sorry for what you've gone through. I. I just really need you to give me these financial records and I I just need to get you home. And that is when Yolanda pulled her gun out.
1: Now, Yolanda had told Selena that she bought a gun a few weeks prior. And Selena was like, you've got to return that. Like, absolutely not. Because she was afraid that Yolanda was in a depressive state and was going to use it on herself. And so she was like, swear to me that you're going to return that gun. And Yolanda's promised. She was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna return it," her, but her. she was a liar, and here we are.
2: And when Selena saw it, she knew it was like, she knew what was up, yeah. and she screamed and started running. And Yolanda pulled the trigger and hit Selena <gasps> in the back of the shoulder. <sighs> uh, she hit her artery vein too, so it was yeah. a major blow.
1: So Selena is running down the halls of this hotel, screaming. And Yolanda is chasing after her, being like, come back here, you fucking bitch. And a lot of people saw that. And Selena gets to the front desk, bleeding, and is just like, her name is Yolanda. Yolanda shot me. She's staying in room 158. It was Yolanda. She has a gun. Her name was Yolanda. And then she passes out.
2: Oh, my gosh. Uh, That's horrible. Oh, those are her last words. Those
1: are her last words. Yeah. uh
2: she was rushed to the hospital but she was dead on arrival yeah. just two weeks shy of her 24th birthday oh, 24
1: there are so there are a dozen crew crew crime let's okay. try that again there are a dozen <laughs> true crime podcasts that go into the aftermath of and the trials of Yolanda Salvador. Definitely go check those out if you are interested in true crime. But that's not what our podcast is. That's not us, so we're not going to go into that. What we will say is that Yolanda claimed it was an accident. I'm sorry. You
2: don't you don't scream come back here you crazy you fucking bitch and shoot somebody.
1: Because her story was that I was trying to shoot myself and Selena jumped in front of me. And so she was a But you martyr. don't
2: chase after somebody and you don't, scream if, at if them. If you
1: accidentally shoot somebody, don't you jump on the phone to call 911? Yeah. You don't chase them down the hallway screaming, come back, you fucking bitch, if you accidentally shot somebody. Because so this
2: is common sense. So anyway, but
1: no, there are plenty of, po- that's not what this podcast is. If you want to listen, there are plenty of true crime podcasts. Yeah, and, I,
2: and I'm pretty sure that Selena wouldn't want us talking about she it either. Because no. that was not this her is life. A,
1: this is an episode about her life, not her death.
2: Yes, but Yolanda is serving a life sentence, because she should. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also up for parole in two years, and I would be shocked if she was let out. I'd be um, shocked. Selena's cult following should come out and just tell stories about how that impacted their life, and then it would be like, no, you're locked up.
1: Yolanda and the guy that shot John Lennon, they they are better for their own fucking safety they are better in jail and i hope they never get out for their own fucking. because
2: people are mad at them still i saw this tiktok
1: that was like um it was a quinceañera party and they had a yolanda pinata Oof. so and that's today this is this is 28 years later and that is still the hatred that that community the texans view for this fucking woman this fucking gal you know
2: This fucking gal.
1: (laughs) Let's move on. After her passing, the the Latino community was devastated. The Texas community was devastated. Mm -hmm. And the family held a private funeral, but they did a public viewing of the casket. And it actually gave me, you know, like, when the Queen of England died this last year, how they had, like, the people that just lined up for days to just look at the casket. They did the same thing for Selena. Like, 35 Thousand people
2: Whoa. came to do a viewing
1: of her casket and pay. The Thirty-five thousand people.
2: Wow.
1: The governor of Texas at the time was George W. Bush, and he named April April sixteenth, Selena Day in Texas. So now she actually officially has her own day.
2: Yes, and honestly, guys, her legacy is felt everywhere. And Especially that's if you live in Texas, that is an understatement. No, if you live, if you live in the world. Well, no, but I'm just
1: saying, here in Texas, our <laughs> know, grocery store, H-E-B, has Selena grocery bags. Like, you can just buy a Selena yeah. shirt at the grocery store here in
2: Texas. Like Yeah, you know, it's everywhere. like, everywhere. Everywhere. And after her death, her record label released the half-finished crossover album that she worked on. And, guys, it shattered records fast. I actually- They could not keep it on the shelf.
1: It breaks my heart to listen to her two English-speaking songs that, like, man, it, that if she would have been alive when those were released, what? If she was alive now, she would be... Her 50th birthday would be coming up, I think, if she was alive now. And, like, Ugh. what would her career have been? What know?
2: would her 50th birthday look like? Like, as Selena, she would have a celebration? There and would, it be would be
1: sequence a- on... Fucking everything. Latinx
2: culture on display. Oh, Oh. Oh, I'm so... This is just... This is hitting my heart real hard. Okay,
1: so (laughs) to finish up her legacy, we actually... We can't. We can't explain her legacy, but ask anyone in Texas, ask any Latino, ask anyone that knows... Selena Forever you know
2: yeah you're gonna get an earful oh, sorry
1: <laughs> taken from us too fucking soon Nathan what is your favorite Selena moment song outfit give me your Selena your favorite Selena
2: girl bitty bitty bum bum bitty bitty bum bum, <laughs> bitty, bitty, bum, bum. Try, I mean try how, to be in a bad
1: you... mood when bitty bitty bum bum uh, comes on you Jesus. can't Jesus
2: <laughs> you just wanna dance all day and you just wanna bitty, move bitty, your bitty, hips bum, and. Bum. Love her oh, like what is what's your favorite moment?
1: That the her last concert with yes. the purple the purple sequined jumpsuit at the rodeo. Oh good god, her oh oh. You know what? Let I what what can we say that hasn't already? We been just
2: set? have to raise a glass raise to a a our glass. girl. Selena Quintanilla!
1: Selena forever! I hope y'all enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it, (laughs) y'all.
2: Yes, love you guys! (laughs) Cheers, bitches!